Codependency. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. I have gone and said it. But before any feelings of frustration or sadness arise, let me tell you, I have been there. Oh, yes, I have been there. As have many, many other empaths. It is actually very common for empaths to find themselves in codependent relationships. And we can often be completely unaware of it. How can we better identify these relationships and begin re-identifying with what we truly want in a relationship? Well, I have got the 411 that you are going to want to hear in this week's episode of the Whole Wellness Method Show. So let's get to it. I'm Lita Sportel, licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner, and I am here to share with you mind, body, spirit, inspirations, practical steps, and life-changing tools to help you break free, so you don't have to spend the amount of time, money, and effort that I did to save my own life, and to create the life that I always dreamed of. It was a couple decades ago that the doctors told me I had three to six months to live. And yes, it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible. I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools, and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. What is codependency? Yes. And how is it different from giving? That was a really interesting question. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to use Conscious Loving by Gay Hendricks and his wife. Because when you asked me that question, Gilly, before we started this call, and when I was preparing, I was like, okay, what's in fast, easy way to talk about codependency without taking couple hours or more I'm like okay I'll just go straight to some bullet points that Gay Hendricks has compiled this is a a wonderful book for those who want to work on their relationships conscious loving he's great I love him so much he's also the writer of The Big Leap which is really another beautiful book he has a few books but okay I'm just going to read some of the bullet points and then what the opposite of it is perfect so codependency in spite of your best efforts people around you do not change their bad habits so do you find yourself in relationships where they the other person has some bad habits and you're trying you're trying you're trying you're trying to get them to change think alcoholism think addictions but also think emotionally you know person that's sad or that's dealing with things and they're not motivated they don't want to do much whatever it could be anything and you're trying to get them to change it's not happening 
You have difficulty allowing others to feel their feelings. If someone feels bad, you rush in to make it better because you think it's your fault. You worry about other people's feelings frequently. Wow, that sounds like an empath. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an empath. Empaths do end up in a lot of codependent relationships, trying to fix the other person, help the other person, love the other person through their problem. But anyone can be in this situation uh, where we feel like it's our fault and we guilt is driving us to want to make the other person feel good. Third uh, bullet point, you have secrets. There are things you have done or not done that you're hiding from another person. So common in intimate relationships. Um, it's one of the signs of an codependent unconscious relationship. So any viewers listening to this, don't feel like we're labeling or judging. We've all been there. I've been in a relationship with a narcissist. I was trying to fix him and show him <laughs> stuff that wasn't, weren't working. He, has, he had anger management and I was working on fixing that. He had addictions. I was working on fixing that. He had a lot of different things. I was working on fixing that. I completely fell apart myself and I forgot to fix myself. So I've been there. Me too. I'm thinking this sounds awfully familiar because <laughs> it's a story. I have a story very, very similar to that. It wasn't four years of time, but it was <laughs> the same motives were there. Like, let me fix you. <laughs> I think I can fix you. And the reluctancy on the other end to be fixed. Yeah. Yep. So that was the, the other one, the secrets. And then you do not let yourself feel the full range of your feelings. You're out of touch with one or more core emotions, such as anger, fear, or sadness. Anger is a particular problem for you. You find it hard to admit that you're angry and you have trouble expressing it to other people. That could be, I can think of relationships where they suppress their anger so much. They're focusing so much on the other person, whether it's their child or their partner or whoever and all of a sudden it's like diagnosed with depression complete emotional breakdown it's like wait where did that come from or health like a significant diagnosis cancer whatever right multiple sclerosis i know you relate to that so a lot of suppressed emotions that we bottle up we focus so much on the other person's stuff and we don't look at what's going on in our hearts interesting my experience with multiple sclerosis sorry I can't even say it multiple sclerosis um reared its ugly head right after a, a friendship that was more of a power control dynamic of the narcissist and the empath and uh that's when uh that came up for me so interesting yes I had a lot of suppressed emotions at that time absolutely um yes interesting very interesting yep you criticize or get criticized frequently. You have a strong nagging internal critic that keeps you feeling bad, even in moments when you could be feeling good. Mm. I used to criticize myself relentlessly. Like I remember uh, in school, like constantly this inner critic about not being good enough. I was A plus student. No, it was never good enough. I was, you know, I didn't even have a reason to feel this way yet I was just seeing myself in the worst possible eyes and that's 
would also show up as criticizing others. But it's the same thing, just two sides of the same coin, that criticism. I can definitely relate to that too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, inner critic, very strong voice that runs through through my body. And uh, I have to keep it in check. Absolutely. Regularly. Regularly. <laughs> Regularly? Right. I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh in these heavy conversations. Just Agreed. Let it. Yeah. Okay. You try to control other people to get them to feel and be a certain way, and you spend a lot of energy being controlled or avoiding being controlled by others. So it's just go many different ways. Controlling others, being controlled, or avoiding being controlled. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can think of people who are very controlling with their families, people who uh, are being controlled by a particular person in their families, or those who are like, don't control me, like I'll go nuts. Like, I don't even want to be in a relationship or a situation where if I feel like there's any sense of control, right? And some of those people can't even be in a relationship because they're afraid of the potential control. That could be a whole topic. (laughs) So I was just thinking, I was like, that's a big one. All of those bullet points. Thank you, Jay Hendricks, so much. But (laughs) they could be uh, a whole separate subject. Okay. Almost done. Your arguments tend to recycle. Conflicts are temporarily ended by one person apologizing and promising to do better. Mm-hmm. How many times have I done that? Recycling arguments mm-hmm. over and over and over again, the same argument, and they are solved. Conflicts are temporarily ended by one person apologizing and promising to do better. So it's the person up here and the person down here. It's like, I'm sorry, I'll do better next time. Forgive me, God. And like, yeah, okay. Oh, now we're okay. And then until the next time. And then it could go, right? Could change here and there, absolutely. Yeah, it's like giving unto what means. Like, why are you saying that? Is it just to smooth things over? Mm -hmm. Or do you really want some kind of growth in this relationship? So big questions, and I'm sure many people who are watching are asking themselves all these questions in their relationships right now. So yeah, let's breathe. <laughs> and there is a way out of that. That's the paradigm shift of the ego. Are you loving this conversation and want to and looking for more insightful content to help you along your journey to whole wellness? Then I think you're going to love this episode's freebie. It's completely free. You can download it by just clicking in the link in the show notes. And what I have in there for you is the signs of a codependent unconscious relationship, emotions that may have been bottling up inside, and the drama triangle explained. It is a good one. I hope you go and download it so you can be reminded of these conversations. And that way you can help yourself shift out of that when you find yourself trapped in a codependent relationship or the drama triangle and to know the tools to get out of it. So go in the show notes, click on the link of the freebie, download it, and then if you want to print it too, like I like to do, I love to print the cheat sheets and keep them right by my side and keep them on my desk 
so they can remind me of these conversations. Now let's get back to our episode. A Course in Miracles makes it so nice and simple. All of this is the ego relationships. It's called the special relationship. Mm-hmm. Special love, special hate. I special love you because you apologized, because you did what I wanted, because whatever that we've been reading. And then wait for the special hate moment because it's coming. And it's when the conditions aren't met. But it doesn't have to be like that. We're shifting out of ego consciousness and the unity consciousness is the holy relationship that Course in Miracles tells us. And in that, there's none of that. And it is possible for people to get there. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. So breathe in knowing that that's where we're going. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's probably going to take a bit of effort for all of us to be able to shift. But if, if you're willing, if you're sometimes willing, that's all it takes. <laughs> willing, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel like effort. It feels like commitment. It feels like, which is, I'll read the last few codependent parts and then we'll go to commitment, the co-commitment, which is the, the other side of codependence. Okay, in arguments, much energy is spent trying in trying to find out whose fault it is. Both people struggle to prove that they're right or to prove the other wrong. What if it doesn't have to be any of that? Mm-hmm. And um, the other one is you frequently agree to do things that you don't want to do. Feel bad about it, but say nothing. Empaths do that a lot. <laughs> I know you thought that. <laughs> I was like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's tap into the the co-commitment which is the conscious loving holy relationship a co-committed relationship is one in which two or more people support each other in being whole complete individuals the commitment is to going all the way to letting the relationship be the catalyst for the individuals to express their full potential and creativity That's the thing, and you said it earlier. The goal of the relationship is the growth and to express full potential and creativity. It's not who's right, who's wrong, who's been controlled, who's victim, who's victimizer, who's rescuer. It's not none of that. It's can I be creative and continue to express my full potential in this relationship? In a co-committed relationship between two people, each takes 100% full responsibility for his or her life and for the results each creates. There are no victims in co-committed relationships. That's the biggest thing. Because we know in the drama triangle, we end up all at the end wanting to take the victim role, which we'll have a separate video talking about the drama triangle. Because when there is a victim place that we want to take then we're back into codependence when there's no need for victim role from anyone or even if one person is willing to not go there even if your partner is not is still going there but you're not willing to go there you can shift the dynamic absolutely i just had an experience a couple weeks ago with my husband same thing and we were both trying to play the victim role and none of us were, nothing was jiving, right? None of us was hearing anything. Anyone else had to say, we just wanted to prove our own points. 
So he started, we got home from our walk, he started doing a task and I just decided to be with myself for 15 minutes and just take a step back and be like, do I love my husband? Yes. Are we committed? Yes. Do we support each other? Yes. Then what is this? This seems silly. How can we, how can this shift? So so when I came back after those 15 minutes, I decided to approach it differently in a whole other way and like not being that victim mentality and being like, we are empowered by our love for one another. So let's make this a loving exchange and a Mm -hmm. healing moment for us, as opposed to a who's right and who's wrong, which I've definitely played that game many a times in many relationships. And I always want to be right. Of course, I think we all want to be right. (laughs) So it's like a moment of just kind of almost humbling yourself because you know that there's so much fruit at the end of that ability to humble yourself and just be like, okay, this really isn't how I want it to go. And what's going to be the end result if you are in that victim role, you're eventually going to feel guilty because you made you made yep. the other person feel guilty. Yep. You know, crawl to you on their knees. I'm sorry. And they're like, well, wait, no, I'm sorry. Now I feel bad. It's like, that doesn't feel good. So it's like, let's work on a different dynamic when we have these heated conversations. Yes. And it turned out very, very well. Not to brag, but it, <laughs> it did. <laughs> I was pretty proud in that moment because I was like, this this is growth. This is growth for me because it's not. it hadn't always been like that. It would be yeah. like, for me yeah yay not to brag you but uh, (laughs) the the accolades on this song because it's it's hard in intimate relationships to let the ego go and to be like you know what this is not about any of that stuff of the who's right who's wrong what happened the details let me just step back and look at the big picture here what do I really want and does this really even matter and then there's relationships where you know, there is no apology and there is no compassion. And so I'm not saying in all relationships mm-hmm. that we can get to where you can get with your hobby or where I can get with my hobby. But for all of us, we do deserve and we can attract these relationships where the things will happen. Gay Hendricks and his wife, they, they have stuff going on. And it's probably it's, how they're a- able to write the book. How they are able to write this and and to work with thousands of couples. It's the it's you go through that stuff and it's how you navigate it. And then he says, in fact, victimhood is impossible when both people are willing to acknowledge that they are the cause of what happens to them. Mm -hmm. I'm the cause of what is happening, versus you are the cause of the X, Y, or Z that happened today. What does the course of miracles call that? What is that phrasing in the Course of Miracles? That's the law of cause and effect. Ideas leave not their source, meaning that source is me on the level of the mind. What do I project? Do I want to project separation? Then I'm going to see that you did this and I'm your victim. But if I see the cause that causes my thought of separation, if I switch the thought of separation like you did, that's what you did. You said, hold on, do I love my husband? Am I committed? That's right mind talking. That's source mind talking. That's, you know, source coming through and telling you, hold on, do you need to be in separation? You're like, no, I don't. How, how silly. And then it's like, oh, okay. So you change the cause. The cause initially was ego. 
separation. You change the cause, the effect is you go and do the thing and it, it all resolves. Yeah, thanks for explaining that. Of course, the Miracles can be quite a big book and it can be a little confusing. So I'm glad I'm you asked. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm like, to, oh, of course yeah, I, I mean, I know it's definitely something that lights you up and it has been a guiding force in my life. And even though I've been around it for a very long time, it's it's still confusing to me at times. So yes. open conversations like this really help. Yeah, and thank you for asking that. And it's nice when we can connect psychology with course miracles with science mm -hmm. that's that's what i i love to combine these things so i love this okay i'm gonna read two more sentences and then that will be it no please because <laughs> uh this is su such good stuff so there's little conflict because neither person plays the accusatory victim role so victimizer or victim no need to with the energy saved through lessened conflict, people, both people are free to express more creativity. I love this so much. The energy we consume on conflict takes away from the freedom to express creativity. If we can realize that conflict and separation and codependency is sucking our energy, Mm -hmm. from creativity purpose all the beautiful things we could be doing we'd be like you know what i'm just not gonna go there because i just i want to keep my energy for something else thank you for listening to another episode of the whole wellness method show i really appreciate you being here I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it provided you with insights, ahas, and practical steps. You will find all the links mentioned in this episode in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Also, if you found this episode helpful and you can think of other people who might benefit from this, please share it with them. You can even take a screenshot of this episode and then post it in your social media or in your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love to connect with you there. And I would also love it if you go and rate this show, the Whole Wellness Method show, and you give us also a review that will tell the podcast algorithm that people are enjoying this show and it will help us rank higher, which means more people can find these conversations and we can create a bigger ripple effect together. See you next time.